Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pursuit of Wholeness podcast. Um, I have a very special guest here with me, Andy. He is the owner and head trainer of Driven Performance Training here in Austin. He's also my husband. Lucky me. <laughs> um, and That's I just true. wanted him, <laughs> lucky you, um, I just wanted him to come on today and talk to us about the basics of movement and exercise, um, why it's important, how to get started, and maybe what is a good plan for a novice exerciser who wants to maybe lose weight, get stronger, all of that. So I'm going to throw a very broad question at you. Why is exercise important? I think exercise is really important because of the nature of how our world is set up today. You know, so much of our day is spent sitting, mm-hmm. staring at a screen, um, you know, being able to order groceries with a couple of flicks of your thumb and basically do just about anything that you can with very little input uh, on your part. So, you know, our bodies have not evolved for this environment. Our bodies, you know, were designed to move and lift things and do lots of physical stuff. And so the way they were designed is kind of how we, things used to be even, you know, not that long ago where most of the things that we would do, we had to physically do. You had to walk a lot more. You had to do just a lot more physical activity. So since we don't have that now, exercise fills a vital role because it allows you to use your body in a way that keeps your body fit and healthy and strong. So mm-hmm. our bodies adapt to the inputs that it is given and will either become stronger and more uh, able to do all sorts of things if you force it to. And if mm-hmm. you don't, it will get less capable of doing all those things. So, you know, everything from the maintenance and building of muscle mass, um, bone density, you can increase bone density with exercise, you can increase your cardiovascular capacity with exercise, Uh, you'll improve your sleep with exercise, you'll improve your metabolic health due to exercise, you'll improve your blood glucose control, I mean the list goes on and on and on, Mm -hmm. there's so many things, there's so many benefits that you get from exercise that it's, it's just one of those things that you you really need to find a way to make it a part of your daily routine because it's yeah. a lot of people look at it as oh well I, I need to start working out so that I can lose some weight and to me that's one of the least compelling reasons for doing it um, not only because I mean not that it's not effective but it does so many other things that you know even if you're not losing weight it still provides you with a ton of benefits and yeah. a lot of times the the whole weight loss thing can be a little bit misleading because people think of it in terms of well I just want the number on the scale to be smaller when really what they want is to reproportion things mm-hmm. and lose fat and not lose muscle but actually build muscle and so a lot of times it can be a little bit confusing mm-hmm. you know cuz you, know, you even see some places that tell you, well, you shouldn't exercise while you start this diet. Yeah. It's like, well, because you, you won't lose weight as fast because you'll maintain a lot of your muscle yeah. mass. Right. Which is yeah. kind of like, well, 
if that's counterintuitive. Yeah, yeah, well, that's not really the outcome we're looking for. Like, yeah, maybe the number on the scale moves, mm -hmm. but if I've lost a significant amount of muscle mass, it's like I'm actually less healthy. Yeah. So. So, from what I hear you saying, like one of the most important things of having movement and exercise as part of our regular routine is to be able to for our bodies to work correctly and also be able to do what we're meant to do. So um, our bodies really adapt to whatever we're doing. Right. So if we sit right. all the time or lay and watch TV, then our muscles will yeah. go you away. You think of like space flight is like the classic example of this. When you go into space, all of a sudden you don't have gravity impacting mm -hmm. you the forces that your body experiences are much lower and what happens even after a very very short time in space like like they can't even hardly stand up when they come back like yeah. they've lost so much muscle and so much bone density the same thing happens with like bed rest uh, when people get put on bed rest like it's amazing how quickly you lose mm -hmm. muscle because your body's not going to maintain this the body's tissue. so it's, miraculous yeah it's energetically expensive to maintain this mm -hmm. tissue and if it's if the forces aren't being applied to the body, like the body says, well, we don't need this. There's no reason to maintain it, and it goes away. But fortunately, it works in reverse, and it will work in reverse like for the rest of your life. Meaning, like the more you do those things, the more you uh, lift weights, walk, run, your body will also adapt to right. and get stronger to be able to do those things. Right. Yeah. Well, well, that kind of leads me to the next question. So why is it so important from a longevity standpoint? And you and I talk about longevity and healthy aging and all of that quite often. Mm -hmm. um, why is it so important for us to not only maintain, well, to maintain our muscle mass and maybe even gain muscle mass, as we age, why is that such an important goal to have? Well, there's a tremendous amount of association between the amount of muscle mass that you have and your avoidance of hospitalization for like all causes, mm. fall prevention, um, you know, pretty much every kind of negative health outcome you can think of in your older years, you are less likely to have if you have better more muscle mm -hmm. and more strength and better bone density. Like it like takes falls, your yeah, yeah, it takes your risk of like problems like these are the kind of things that put people in the hospital and people end up dying from. Mm -hmm. Um like the the statistics are staggering when you look at like when somebody falls and breaks a hip like what their likelihood of still being alive a year later like the numbers are astounding. So like it becomes critically important that you that you do this stuff so that when you get older, you are less likely to have these things happen. Not, not to mention the fact that you're more capable and you can participate in more things that your family is doing. Yeah, which is so important. I mean, like, nobody wants to age and be sickly, but we really want to age and be well, be able to go for hikes, be able to get on the ground with our grandkids, right. be able to walk for long distances. Um, and that sounds like a really important focus yeah. for a really important reason for us to maintain working out. So yeah, it's kind of like you begin with the end in mind. Like you think oh. about what do I want to be doing at this age? And, you know, it's a 
good exercise just to do, you know, on your own is to think about, okay, when I'm 60, what do I want to be able to do? When I'm 80, what do I want to be able to do? And think about the people that you know. And like, you probably know some where you're like, Ooh, yeah, I don't want to be, they can hardly get out of a chair. Right. And then you see some where you're like, I want to be like that. Mm -hmm. And so if you kind of look at it like that and think about where do I want to be when I get to that age, you can start to look backwards and be like, all right, what do I need to be doing now Mm. to make sure that I'm there? Okay. So that's the perfect segue. Well done. So what, what do people need to start doing now? So, so say they are fairly sedentary, but they have decided that they're going to start a new workout regimen. What, um, where should they begin? Well, I think the most important thing is just to begin and do something. Something is going to be better than nothing. Um, but if I, if I wanted to make a suggestion that I think is going to apply to most people most of the time, I think there are two key things that you want to have involved. Number one is resistance training. So that's some form of strength training uh, where you're moving, you know, you're basically moving external resistance, whether that's weights, it could be body weight, uh, it could be machines. Uh, and number two would be some kind of cardiovascular training. And cardiovascular training would be anything that gets your heart rate up mm-hmm. and keeps it up for a sustained amount of time. And you can do that in any number of forms. You can do that with running. You can do it with walking. You can do it on a stationary bike. You can do it on a rower. Uh, you can do it in a dance class. I mean, you, there's a lot of ways that you can do this. And so, Just but those are the two keys. Up. Yeah, okay. get your heart rate up and sustain it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do some cardiovascular, some resistance training. Yeah. Those would be the two big rocks. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of other things that you can do. You know, there's there's a lot of things that maybe don't fit cleanly into, into either one of those buckets that are still very valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, things like yoga come to mind. I mean, you know, and even like playing pickleball. I mean, all those, that's great too. Having it, fun. Right. Yeah, just any of those things are great. Mm-hmm. But if I had to pick kind of my top two that deliver the most return on your time invested, mm-hmm. those would be the two. Some kind of resistance training where you're moving, you know, significant resistance. Building uh, muscle, like right. actively building right. up muscle. Right. So lifting weights that are, that are, are progressively mm-hmm. heavier. Right. And if your body weight is the first, is um, maybe start there, would you say? Yeah, body weight's great. Um, body weight can be a little bit difficult for people, um, you know, depending on kind of how strong you are. It's, it's the most accessible because you don't need any equipment to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are certain things like a push-up. In order to do a push-up on the ground, you need to be able to press probably two-thirds to three-quarters of your body weight mm-hmm. through a full range of motion. So, you know, for somebody like me, that's going to be, you know, 130, 140 pounds potentially. That's a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so you think about could I lay down on a bench and press that much weight up? And if the answer is no, then push-ups may not be a great place to start. You may be better off getting some dumbbells. Interesting. Some okay, 15 I never or 20 thought of it like dumbbells. that. Yeah, because yeah. if you lay down on your back, now it's a different exercise, but it's still a press. It's still basically the same range of motion that mm-hmm. you use when you're doing a push-up. But you can do it with, you know, if you do it with 15-pound dumbbells, that's 30 pounds total. So that's a lot easier to do. It's a lot, maybe a better place to start for somebody that hasn't lifted in a while. Mm-hmm than trying to do a push-up and get, press 140 pounds, and you're much less likely to get hurt, and you're much more likely to meet yourself 
kind of where your current strength level is, and then you can kind of set that as a goal to be able to do a push-up. Nice. Okay. So um, let's just say someone is going to begin, and they're committed to moving every day, whether it's walking for 10 minutes or meeting a certain step goal, but they're also committed to doing purposeful um, exercise. So let's say four times a week. Would you say like 50-50 cardiovascular versus resistance training? I think 50-50 is a great place to start. You know, if you're looking at four one-hour sessions a week and you're doing two hours of cardiovascular and two hours of strength training, that's that's pretty good. And in fact, that might be too much for somebody who's just getting started. Somebody who's okay. just getting started, you may, able to, you may be fine doing two days of 15 minutes of strength training and two days of 15 minutes of cardiovascular training and then working your way up from there. Okay. It all kind of depends on what your starting point is. I, I'm, you know, hesitant even to talk about an hour because people a lot of times think, well, it has to be an hour. And a lot of times it's like, it doesn't need to be an hour, mm -hmm. right? especially if you're just getting started again. I mean, 15 minutes really may even be more than you need. Mm -hmm. So kind of meeting yourself, meet, kind of meeting the, the challenge to where you're currently at, I think is the important thing. Yeah. And so even so like important. I said, so like, and I like the idea of four days a week where, because where you get stronger is in the recovery from the exercise oh, bout. Okay. So the whole idea behind exercise is you're creating a disturbance, you're creating disruption. So with resistance training, you're getting some metabolic stress, but you're also getting micro trauma to your muscles and your connective tissue. And even your bones are having, you know, little, Forces little bits, of, yeah, and yeah. Little, little bits of damage that are done. And then it's the recovery. It's the, it's the interval after you finish that session when your body is repairing the damage like, that's oh, done. That's we need to make stronger. this stronger. And mm -hmm. so having, you know, setting it up to where you do one of your workouts, one of your resistance training workouts, and then it may be two or three days before you do the next one allows you to have time to complete that process. Mm -hmm. And the same thing for the cardiovascular training. Those types of adaptations tend to happen a little bit quicker, um, but same kind of thing. So it's nice having them spaced out like that where you have time to recover and mm -hmm. get ready for the next one. And then that way you can see with what you did, how did you feel? You mm -hmm. know, if you're outrageously sore, you probably overshot it. You probably did more than you needed to do. If you're not sore at all, yeah. maybe that's probably okay. Because, and soreness is not the, necessarily the best gauge. Uh, but if, other than if you're really, really sore, you definitely overshot it. You don't necessarily need to be sore, but early in the process, you probably will be. And then your body will start to adapt. I think that in general, the older you are, probably the more you want to really kind of avoid soreness um, oh. because your body's not going to adapt as quickly mm. the older you get. So I think it's best to not be, be a little bit less aggressive with how much you try to do and how quickly you try to scale up what you do. Have a longer runway are. to your yeah. goals. But even if, even, if you're, even if you're younger, like this is a lifetime skill that we're looking to build, a lifetime activity. We want you to, I mean, maybe you won't enjoy it, but we want it to be something that you can tolerate doing and, you, and is palatable enough that you'll stay with it. Because that's the thing. It's not something that you just want to do for a little bit. It's something you want to build. It's a lifetime yeah. habit you want to build. So if you, and, and looking at it on that long time horizon, kind of takes some of the time pressure off. I mean, yeah, we all want results tomorrow or today, 
Or yesterday. Or yesterday. <laughs> but, you know, if not having the pressure to try to get it done so quickly, I think, is, is great. So, mm-hmm. like, if you can look at it like, hey, I don't need to build this up really fast. I don't need to be make myself miserable to where I can't walk or sit down on the toilet. It takes a little bit of the pressure off. Mm-hmm. And then also, it sounds like, makes it so you can work out sooner. And right. you can also put the effort in maybe two days later instead of being sore for like four days. So right. you get more reps in. Right. Yeah. And, and, and over time, once you once it becomes part of your daily routine, then that's the other thing that you'll eventually want to do is you'll want to make sure that you – it needs to be a stimulus at some point. It needs to be – there needs to be a challenge there. And one of the things that you see a lot of times is people will kind of latch on to an exercise program and they'll do it exactly the same every time. And while, like, don't get me wrong, it's way better than nothing, you, sh- you want to find little ways to challenge yourself, you know, to make it. So run slightly faster or yeah. do different yoga poses or um, try to increase your speed with swimming. Right. That's what you mean. But I'm not as much of a stickler for that because, again, like, even if you're doing it the same way every time and it, and it may be you're not going to continue to make dramatic eventually you won't make dramatic imp- improvements anymore you'll just be holding serve you know mm-hmm. you'll just be maintaining it's Honestly, better than nothing absolutely yeah. maintaining is but great. if you do want to continue to grow and right. get better or build more muscle you just have to continue to push the envelope right I and totally if you and if you and sorry to interrupt but if you if you really only i mean how dare you i know, I know. do it all the time um <laughs> if you only do one thing like there are a lot of people that only like they only lift or they only run. Mm-hmm. So if you're only doing one dimension of this exercise, all of these body movement, what'd you say? Yeah, if you're mm-hmm. only doing one dimension of that, you're really missing out on a lot of the benefits. So if you only go and do the elliptical and you're not doing any resistance training, you're missing out on a lot of the potential, a lot of the benefits that you mm-hmm. get from exercise, and vice versa. So. I think having some – those are probably the two that I would make sure that you have both of those in there. Mm-hmm. And everything okay. else is great too, but yeah. I, I really like to focus on making sure people are getting those two things. So you mentioned a recovery. Um, how important is that in the process in general? And when I say recovery, I mean like rest, stretching, um, yoga even. I would consider a gentle yoga part of my recovery process how important is it for people to build that into their routine like the stretching and the maybe not doing anything yeah i don't it's not essential you know if you're doing a well-rounded if you're doing a well-rounded um program a lot of that stuff should already be in there so i say it's not essential in the sense that you know, if you're doing a, a well-rounded resistance training program, you're probably going to be moving your body through a lot of big ranges of motion, and you really should have some form of mobility training as a part of that workout. Typically, what we do is we'll do our mobility work first, and then we'll strength train through that range. So we're creating range of motion, and then we're building strength through that range. And that's what, you know, things like yoga are really good at, because you have to control all those different ranges mm-hmm. of motion that you go through. So having, go ahead, sorry. But you can't just work out every single day of the week. You have to have 
days off, right? Yeah, you need to, yeah. Yeah, you need you can work out every day, but you have to do it in a way where you're not compromising your ability to repair any tissue that you've damaged. Yeah. So like if you go and you do legs if you do legs um resistance training for your legs really hard and then you come back the next day and do it again and then come back the next day and do it again yeah you're going to eventually you're not going to you're going to compromise that healing process um so you asked about how important is it to add all those other modalities in and i think that it it it, every every little bit that you do i think helps as long as you're not compromising recovery I don't know how well I've answered that question. <laughs> you did great. Yeah. So um, basic takeaways from today. Tell me if I got this right. Is um, exercise is good. Yes. It's important for us to move our bodies because that is the way our bodies were meant to do. But when we don't, that's when things start to go wrong. Mm-hmm. It's also really important to move your body, strength train, maintain muscle mass, because as we age, we want to be able to do the things that we're used to doing, getting down on the floor Mm -hmm. with our grandkids. And as we age also, it gets harder and harder to maintain muscle mass. So we have to be really intentional about doing that. Um, That is so important. And then it's also important to... um, have both cardiovascular training to really work on building up your capacity there and then also building up a muscle mass through resistance training and then allowing your body to have periods of rest and recovery where you're you're not slamming it hard every day so your bodies do have that time to rebuild the muscle rebuild the bone in a way that that keeps you from getting hurt. Are there any things? Um, the last thing I said about um, getting hurt. Are there anything that people really need to be watching out for before they or when they start new programs? As far as like, how sore is too sore? Um, do they need to stretch in order to not like hurt their back? It's a very broad question. Yeah, I, I mean, I think. Listening to your body is the big thing. So your body will give you pretty good cues for whether or not you've done too much or if you've done something in a weird way. Like typically your body's going to let you know. And that's why I think that for most people that idea of having a little bit of a slower ramp where you're not trying to push too quickly is really important because it allows you to stay on the good side. A lot of t- We tell a lot of people like, hey, we want to quit while we're ahead. We want to we want you f- feeling good and making sure that we didn't push too much, especially in the early stages of the process. Um, you know, because again, the, the last thing that you want is a setback that's going to keep you from mm-hmm. training. Um, it's those setbacks that tend to be those disuse events that tend to be like those are real like things that increase you know, that decrease your ability to do a lot of the things that you want to be able to do. And if you have too many of those over time, like then you end up in a bad spot. So Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I think you've summarized it well. Yay. Good. Fantastic. Do I get an A plus? Absolutely. Okay, good. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming today. I really appreciate your time and your expertise. 
Um, and I hope you come back another time. I would like to talk about so many different aspects of the new trends. I want to talk about more about resistance training. Um, how do I work on my butt to make sure that it becomes, uh, you know, like all yeah, the girls yeah. on the gram. Yeah. Instagram's a great place to learn lots of stuff about fitness. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I will have all of your links for driven performance training Perfect. on the, um, I will not torture you by having you remember what good. all of your handles are. Yeah, so I will just have it all linked below in the, the, uh, show notes, but thank you so much for coming. Thanks for this having was me. really fun. Um, and thank you so much for coming. I'm really glad you're here and I wish you so much health and happiness on your own pursuit of wholeness. See you next time. Bye.